1: I love 40s. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 621 of Locked On Raptors. For late on Wednesday, you're probably hearing this early Thursday... December the 12th. I'm your host Sean Woodley RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Lockdown Raptors, you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure to check out the Lockdown Podcast Network. We've got tons of stuff for you. Lots of breaking news in the NHL. I'd recommend listening to Locked On Sharks whenever they have an episode drop because they fired their coach today. Uh, there's, you know, there's non-stop news all over the place. So please make sure you're checking out the Lockdown shows that are covering all of that with a great local perspective. And uh, without further ado, let's get to talking about the Kawhi game, a 112 92 loss for the Raptors. And joining me, apparently cheersing me with some water, is Katie Heindel in the Canadian Tire Suite.
2: Live from the Canadian Tire Suite.
1: <laughs> uh, so the Raptors got punked tonight.
2: Yeah, they not did. Not great. They did. And. Can I say like it was a really low energy game for the stakes around the game and yeah. like the pre like the preamble hype? Yeah. Well, uh, like after, after almost, it, it yeah. really tapered, like yeah. it really took a dive.
1: I didn't really expect anything to live up to the pregame in this one. Like it just yeah. the way they've played lately, and it seemed like they might actually make it into like a banger of a game in the third quarter for a bit. But mm. like the pregame stuff was so good. And the video was so stirring, was and like Kawhi's embrace with Kyle was really nice, and all of that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Despite what some hack ass reporters want to say, um, it was really great, and it should be celebrated. And it was just, it was awesome. The the Raptors, I you know have my issues with their game ops and stuff like that, but they did this no perfect, and I think that should be recognized. And I, I guess it was sort of a tall, tall ass like tall task to like live up to mm-hmm. for the rest of the game, and. You know, the Clippers are really good. Yeah,
2: but like <laughs> They're good. Didn't you have like I kind of had high hopes because like initially, mm-hmm. like right out of the gate, it it didn't really look like they were working too hard. Yeah, to like keep not even keep up with because it didn't seem like they were even gain, being outpaced yet. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of trying to track backwards like where it happened that things yeah. like really took a turn because at first it was like super tight, pretty close, like really competitive, and it seemed like whatever. You know, La kind of brought them. They had a bit of an answer for. Yeah. But then, whether it was like energy or just like there was a lot of double teaming, the calls. Like, I mean, I won't be like, oh, (laughs) but like there was a moment, and I don't know that I've actually ever seen this in a game. Um, when Gasol wasn't playing, but there was a foul call. I forgot who it was, but Gasol like was flipped out, flew off the bench, and like stormed over. To the ref that made the call before mm-hmm. Nick Nurse got there. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah,
1: there was yeah like again the calls were whatever the like it's not like any one team got that much of an advantage, but there did feel like there were some more deflating calls it was the for the kind Raptors. Of, like, yeah, I,
2: if I'm trying to, I just mean it like if I'm trying to trace the shift. Yeah, then maybe that's where the shift happened. Well, there was
1: like one possession where the Raptors got. Like a bunch of offensive boards in a row, mm-hmm. I feel like. And then I think maybe Ronde picked up an offensive foul at mm-hmm. some point in there. um That might have had something to do with it. And, and, like, yeah, you're right. The first quarter, like, it was crisp. It was, like, probably the best quarter we've seen from them since. Yeah, the I felt really, game. like,
2: renewed. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. this is the team that, like, came to play. They're not that worried. Like, Fred's out, whatever. They're here. Like, they're going to really make a show or, like, make a. Make them work for it if yeah. there was like the assumption that the Clippers were going to take a win.
1: And like OG looked like he was shot out of a cannon in the first quarter. Yeah. He looked incredible. He looked very much up. There was the screen cap. I can't remember who took the screen cap of uh, OG sort of staring down the embrace between Kyle and Kawhi angrily. I did not see that. <laughs> it was oh like, God. I'm coming for you, bitch. And he, uh, for the first quarter, it looked like he was really up to that task. And he was not worried about... Uh, really any like he just like he would sort of get it in motion and flow he had like a pull up three when he was running a pick and roll he, he was, was having like okay some, like, dude. good
2: blocks too yeah, yeah yeah
1: he just he looked awesome and his shot kind of fell off as the game went on i think he finished like one of six from downtown mm-hmm. so that wasn't great um but for the most part the first quarter was really awesome man. Yeah. and i thought the raptors did their thing where they send traps the, the stars away but the problem with the Clippers, as we well know, is that they have more than one guy who you should probably be doing that defensive approach to, and there's only so much you can do in terms of trapping and rotating but it was and trying to make in position.
2: funny, because after the game, Doc was talking about that, because mm-hmm. he was like, he said there was one point, like, because Beverly went out, like, a lot of guys were going out, and he's like, you know, and I kept, he's like, I kept looking down the bench, and he's like, we were just running out of guys. Mm-hmm. He's like, we had Jerome... We had Terrence. He's like, <laughs> I was just like looking for bodies to put in. So it was kind of weird because it's like they, he was obviously like feeling a bit of a pinch, mm-hmm. but it didn't show, you yeah. know, because they had some injuries like um, when like, I guess like Beverly was concussed. Yeah. And yeah. like some other stuff Shaman's happened. shaman has been out and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But like it didn't. Well, it obviously like didn't seem to bother them with Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah,
1: and like Lou Williams, I think kind of was the main benefactor of those traps, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, all right, you get it out of Kawhi's hands, but it's a regular season game, so Lou Williams is going to kill you. And... Well, he
2: even Doc said too. He's like, we put Lou in earlier than we wanted to. Yeah. So he thought that like messed up the flow. Yeah. But if you watch the game, you're like, eh, it was fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you did. And yeah, and then in the second quarter, it just I don't know to I don't know what it seemed like to you. To me, it seems like they're just, like, really exhausted with all of this, like, running around they're doing on yeah. defense. And I wonder if it's bleeding into the offense at all, and maybe that's sort of a reason why mm-hmm. their struggles have been so pronounced lately on the offensive end. They just, like, seem to be legs. Not
2: to dumb it down, yeah, but, like, yes, maybe. B- because, like, this struck me as, like, the kind of effort that was happening. Mm-hmm. But there were so many long passes yeah, from, like, just one end to downtown. yeah, Most missed. yeah, But just, like... Why are you doing? Like, why are you advancing the ball up the court that way?
1: Yeah, they're usually so focused when they're in transition, right? And kind of have an exact plan of attack. Because it wasn't even like,
2: oh, we need a fast break right now. We don't have time. Mm -hmm. They would have plenty of time to just like move it up the court, but they were just lobbing it. Yeah, and then like, it it would deflate the the game right away. Like the energy would just kind of like go.
1: It was almost like they were spooked of getting into half court. It was like, all right, go quick. Yeah. Instead of just like trusting their transition game, which they always have. And like, fair enough. The Clippers' half-court defense is really good, and I think in addition to maybe being a little bit tired from running around for the entire first half, I think the fact that Kawhi was guarding Kyle for most of this game, and they have Paul George on Siakam, who apparently can't guard Siakam as Siakam (laughs) learned in the second half. That was great. Yeah, yeah, I have to say,
2: like, (laughs) that was like even even watching like Kawhi and Paul George like continually trap, um, continually like trap. Siakam, Mm -hmm. as frustrating as that was, it was kind of cool. Like, that was my one little pleasure I took from that annoying part and, like, how badly they played in the end and the loss. But just, like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, if you think about it, a year ago, like, a year and a half ago, like, no one would be giving Pascal that kind of treatment. Yeah. Um, I know it's, like, a small silver lining. Yeah. But just to be, like, you know, he's a fucking serious... Player. like he's yeah. a threat to a team like that that they put like those they piled those two on him yeah but like to siakam's credit he was still like finding the spaces to move through them even though sometimes it was weirdly right through them yeah <laughs> like he was greased up yeah <laughs> <laughs> And he slipped through
1: greasy pete yeah uh... oh my God. <laughs> it's been a long night <laughs> yeah oh man But, uh, yeah, I thought this was Siakam's best game in a while. Like, he didn't seem phased by the Paul George matchup. It seemed Mm -hmm. even early on, like, yeah, it seemed like he wasn't quite sure if he could beat him yet. Yeah. But he still was, you know, he was driving, you know, he was sort of, like, mixing up his counters and stuff like that. And then into the second half, like, he just sort of was like, no, I can score on Paul George pretty easily. And he did it pretty well. And he sort of scored in a few different ways. His defense was awesome in this game. He blocked the shit out of George two times in a row to start the third quarter and then <laughs> had, that, had that one on Harrell as well. Yeah. And so if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic, like, Siaka maybe coming out of his funk a little bit, a bit out of his lack of aggression is kind of a good thing. And I still think, like, a lot of the looks were good. I yeah. mean, like, they were. I think Nurse was asked after the game about Kyle. I think he missed seven threes tonight. He was 0-7. I think he's, like, one of his last 17 or something like that. Yeah. It's not been awesome. But, like, the, the shots are coming in motion. They're coming with the flow of the offense. And there were stretches of this game where they looked really good in the third quarter as well. After that really bad second quarter, they kind of found it again. They actually went away from the trapping defense and mm-hmm. they just were like, okay, OG, you guard Kawhi mm. and Siakam, you guard George. And it worked pretty well. You mm. I mean, had those two blocks and Kawhi got loose a little bit, but not in any sort of devastating kind of way. And it seemed like they kind of were stringing it together. And then, you know, the bench comes in. And that's honestly sort of my biggest yeah. concern right now is like that Patrick McCaw's kind of back. Yeah. He was not good. He was his customary zero points on 0 of 2 shooting. Um, Ibaka was really rough in this one he was like 0 of 8 and just never really kind of settled into the game at all And then it seemed like, in the fourth quarter, Nurse was just like, well, uh, I guess I'll throw all the bench guys out there and see what sticks. And they were, like,
2: super (laughs) nervous. Like, that was another time when, like, they would, like, if they got up the court, like, nobody would take a run. They were just like, it was just like ball movement to no end. Yeah, and it was like, please. just like passing, like, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. Yeah. Oh, fuck, somebody has to. and And usually it it
1: was Terrence Davis, and usually it was not ending well. And his
2: shot was kind of off tonight, which I thought was weird. Like, (laughs) he also, like, he was really good right at of the half and at the beginning. Yeah. So it just feel, it felt like that energy kind of dogged him. Like yeah. when, when the game lost energy he did too. Um. But another silver lining I feel like we can't miss like skip over is Norman Powell. Yeah. Who was like amazing the whole game. Yeah. He was like playing like he was on skates like a lot of the time. He had
1: like this very norm third quarter yeah. where he had like a really like one of those like ru- in, sort of rushing turnovers mm-hmm. in, in transition and then he had he uh, he was Because Kyle was being guarded by Kawhi and because... Siakam was being guarded by George I think they tried to funnel more through Powell who a lot of times had Lou Williams on him and like Norm can't really pass when he's moving (laughs) I think this has been established and so he had like a really bad turnover when he was trying to run a pick and roll and stuff like that Mm trying to just like a basic pass to Gasol Um, but he countered that by knocking down a wide open three he got a a strip and it led to free throws for OG at the other end and then he had like the greatest rebound I've ever seen the offensive board that he got fouled on and went to the line and he was probably the biggest catalyst of the comeback there when they cut it from 18 to 5 mm-hmm. in like 8 minutes or so. And then it just sort of... The bench guys started to filter in, and then it was Norm with bench guys. And then when that happens, it's not yeah. optimal for Norm, right? Yeah. And I think you couldn't really blame him for some of the bad things that went that went down when he was sort of leading the lineup. I just think that was maybe bad lineup construction or just, you know, Nurse saying, I see the writing on the wall. Let's just put this in and see what happens. Because then he followed that up with Lowry, Gasol, Boucher... Siakam and Ibaka. Yeah. In in your perfect world, who's the two guard? And if you're thinking of that lineup, like how does it all line up?
2: I I think it's cooler if
1: Gasol is the two guard.
2: Yeah. And I was gonna say like it doesn't like it didn't seem to line up. At all. Yeah. I guess Gasol like he was kind of at a step two. Yeah. Like this game.
1: He still had like a very cool Gasol line of like nine. I mean, I guess he gave
2: Patrick Beverly a concussion. Yeah,
1: that's not awesome. (laughs) <laughs> but um. hey, he, was it, I think it was Derek Walton Jr. he hit in the backcourt with a screen. Yes. Like, just on like a regular inbound. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like 80 feet up the head. court, yeah. and Walton has no clue what's coming, and no. Gasol's just like, nope, welcome to my chest, yeah. friend. Uh, kind of a goon, kind of a goon move. Yeah, Um but I think he should do that more often. That was fun. And yeah, I 9-11-6. Perfect Gasol line. I'm down for that. <laughs> um, really, I think the sore spots in this game were, like, Lowry's shooting mm-hmm. and the lack of a Baca. And just, like, again, I think they kind of just got tired of playing run-around defense. Yeah. And I, I that's kind of human.
2: I don't know. Like, Yeah, but there does have to be an answer for, like the, energy, like, the energy dips and plateaus in this game, or, like, someone, when you're, like, when doctors on TV are, like, bringing someone back from being dead yeah. again and again and again <laughs> yeah. like it wouldn't just taper like it yeah. would completely fall off yeah. um, to the point where like in the arena like the vibe would completely yeah. shift yeah. that's what I mean like it was a weird like it was a very low energy game
1: Yeah,
2: um, I don't know that I've ever seen like someone commented they were like oh this is like pretty common I was like it's actually I don't feel like it is common no. for people to leave like with 10 minutes 8 minutes like five minutes left in the game.
1: Yeah. It was not a terribly engaging game. Because, like, again, there was, like, 18 minutes where it felt like there was competitive tension, and Mm -hmm. the rest of it was just like, okay, this feels academic, and the Raptors are tired and just don't want to to give the effort. Like, the way that their defense the last little while, to me, has sort of, like, felt is, you know when you go to school, and you're in, like, first year, and it's like, hell yeah, I'm going to try really hard, I'm so (laughs) eager, I'm going to get my assignments done early and rotate really well. And then you get the second year and it's like, yeah, I'm going to try a little less hard because it was really tiring for first year. And yeah. also, I like to drink. And then third year, you're like, damn, I lost my scholarship. I got to really try I gotta again. I got to get back into it in year yep. three. And then in year four, it's like, well, I got senior syndrome. I'm you're about cost- to be done. Yeah. yeah, like I don't need to try. I've proven my worth third year was the hardest and then you kind of have the energy go back down (laughs) and skip all the classes and sleep till noon a bunch. And so that's kind of what it feels like with their insane hyper-aggressive defense to me. It's just just that it's going these waves of we're trying really hard and then we're tired of trying really hard.
2: But like we've, I guess that like not to be like, I'm so scared because I'm not really that worried, Mm -hmm. but that does worry me because that is a pattern that they had um, before. The year before last, like the season before last, before Kawhi came. Yeah. It would be like really strong, um, either like nothing and then trying to climb back in the third and then like leaving it for too long and not being able to catch up. Or exactly like what happened tonight, really strong first and thirds. Yeah. Um, And then just like like slacking off or forgetting or just like being so tired, like you said, the rest of the game. So there has to be like a better... I don't know, like energy saver, like efficiency. And like
1: (laughs) it's there. It's just all right. OG, you're very good at one-on-one defense. Go play one-on-one defense Mm -hmm. for a while. Like Mm -hmm. at some point, you got to kind of trust in those guys because they kind of earned it. I mean, there's no bad defender on the team really. So. Um, hopefully we see sort of a balancing out of this because like the Raptors are good enough at defense that they can play all the different kinds of ways they don't have to stick to one and maybe this is just like nurse experimenting early on with how what the limits are of it but
2: he seemed tired too yeah (laughs) he seemed really like even before the game yeah When he was talking, he was just very like, well...
1: This was an exhausting evening for everybody. Like, it's it's so busy, ESPN's around, (laughs) like, it's just like...
2: I was exhausted because my adrenaline...
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Fully flooded my
2: body for, like... I guess whatever the amount of adrenaline you get in a day from your body, Mm -hmm. I used it all up uh, in, like, five minutes. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's a game going on because I was just, like, blissed out.
1: After meeting Doris Burke.
2: I met Doris Burke. (laughs) And talked to her for a very long time. Uh i'm gonna keep it to myself until i probably write about it but like jesus christ what a i can highlight yeah uh anyway that's why my energy tapered.
1: <laughs> yeah i just had like bad lunch and uh headache and just <laughs> felt like crap all day i feel like a giant trash can um
2: but it was a lot like, it was a long ass day for everybody yeah yeah just
1: it's very grating yeah. and like the I'm tempted to just, like, come to the game against the Cavs on Monday just because no one's going to be here. And it's just, like, I can rest. I can I like, feel like either out. the cat.
2: like, what is it, next? Cavs and then, like, Nets? Nets, yeah. Those – one of those games – I mean, hopefully the Cavs game because it's the <laughs> Cavs. But, like, one of those games is going to be the Raptors, like, comeback game. And yeah. it's going to actually be, like, probably the most exciting game of the year. Totally. I was thinking that as this one wrapped. I was, yeah. like, the next, like, kind of whatever game – and like maybe they could use the cavs as like a true whatever game mm-hmm. and then the nets game cuz that could actually be like a pretty exciting and fun yeah. game to watch
1: well it's like nets then cavs so oh, okay yeah but yeah. either way, like yeah. neither of those teams play good defense. They could maybe get in their flow. Like I, I, they were knocking on the door of being what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be in this game. Mm-hmm. It didn't last for enough time, and it was it's less tough to than come off of like, the game. Yeah, but, it
2: was tough. Yeah. I think like ultimately to come off those lot. Like even though they just came off a win, but like those losses before were like not great. Yeah, um, it wasn't. The and kind the win of, sucked. Like, the win <laughs> did suck. It was a gross win. Yeah, it wasn't like again. I'm still like. Do you even, what's worse? Losing (laughs) or winning by one to the Bulls? But you had to come into this game with, like, like being, like, super high, like, really feeling themselves, like, hyper-focused, really determined, um, and they weren't there. I think they, like, put up a really good effort initially, Mm -hmm. and then they kind of realized they weren't there, Mm -hmm. and then it all, that's when it fell apart.
0: Yeah. This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, We should probably talk more about the ceremony. That was oh, like yeah. the highlight of the game. Yes. Um,
1: now that we've talked about the game itself, <laughs> the, the, le- the less important part, the ceremony was so great. It
2: was really good. Oh, it was good. Any I highlights for you? Uh, The whole, yeah, the highlights for me, are always when like the visiting team in this case like when all the clippers kind of like you see them all watching like really eagerly yeah the video like they know it's not about them but like they're so stoked for Kawhi. yeah um i really like that they had like all the raptors like out at center court
0: yeah
2: like with Kawhi, like i don't know just like that to for them to all like be together again in that space mm-hmm. um and then i didn't catch it initially so i don't know if it I guess it counts as, like, a true highlight. But what that when they did the shot...
1: The footsteps. The
2: footsteps. I didn't know that it that was what was happening. Because I was looking at the Jumbotron, and yeah. then all the lights went out. And I'm yeah. like, why is it so dark? I
1: thought for a second that the video had screwed up. Yeah. Because the I didn't sound realize... was still going. Yeah. I, and then I
2: looked down, yeah. I was like, oh, they lit up the basket. Yeah. But then I totally missed the, the footprints. Yeah. I thought that, like, when I realized what had happened, that was super cool.
1: Yeah. It was... Uh... Unexpected the way they did it with like the lights on for the first part of the playoffs Mm -hmm. and you get through that and then you they go totally dark for the shot and like did justice to the shot in a really good way Um, obviously it's his like most transcendent moment that he had right and so I thought it was perfect and I I liked the fact that there was no Larry Tannenbaum out there (laughs) Uh, I didn't need no owner out there being all goofy uh, because that was the worst part of the original ring ceremony yeah Um, were you surprised they did not just toss a microphone to Kawhi
2: I feel like that might have been premeditated. Yeah, I think someone was like, "He doesn't really want yeah. to," because if it was there, that had to have been premeditated. Because if it was, if it was just like someone just tossed it, yeah. he would have probably said something. Hey, hey, hey. You know? <laughs> I was kind of like, maybe he'll really lean into it and say like, "Hey, hey, hey, ha, ha, ha," <laughs> um, which would have been funny and cool. But that's
1: gonna be the new clip at the start of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: the, hey, 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 ha, ha, ha. Um. But he didn't do that. Yeah. So I think it was probably a decision that, you know, the Clippers made before. Yeah. Um, but I really liked him hugging Lowry. Yeah, was, that like, was a really they sweet moment. Hugged for a long they like talked, they looked at the ring together. Yeah. They like hugged for a long time. And like that was the first like you saw Kawhi was really like he had a real goofy smile on his yeah. face. Like he was kind of like zoned out in like how good he felt. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, it was all really well done. I was, I liked the Raptors sneaking everybody and being like, "Hey, be in your seats for six forty-five for the seven oh seven ceremony." Yeah. <laughs> Smart move on their part because yeah. Raptors fans are notoriously slow to sit down, and it was an early start too, right? It so, was an
2: early start, but yeah. I got to say there were people here at like five thirty. Yeah. Like in their seats. Oh yeah, so. it was it was a madhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: even just like going out to just sort of like you know muddle around the court, mm-hmm. the the people were in their seats way earlier than they mm-hmm. ever are mm-hmm. and like credits raptors fans for that and like credit to them for not booing yeah i didn't think they were going to boo there seemed to be some oh intimation gosh. that pe- no. that there was going to be booing and i think you kind of missed the entire point if you thought they were giving him an ovation
2: like when he came like when he came on the court like literally as when he emerged he from them. the tunnel yeah. Yeah.
1: no announcement at all people were no. standing yeah out. they
2: were yeah. watching for him so. i do want to say he just said this in the 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 scrum mm-hmm. about his ring, mm-hmm. what the inscription is on mm-hmm.
1: the ring. What is it?
2: He said. Seret <laughs> asked him. Yeah. So fully, that's hers. But he was like, "Oh, because it's it's sized to fit his middle finger." Yeah. Um, and he was like, "Yes, like so," because someone was like, "Does it not fit?"
1: Because <laughs> he
2: didn't put it all the way on. Yeah. But he was like, "No, I just didn't want to like put it all the way on. Yeah. I was looking at it." Yeah. But then he was like, oh, it's an inscription mm-hmm. of a design. And everyone was kind of waiting a beat. And he was like, uh, it's on my middle finger. So you know the emoji? And then we are kind of like. Like
1: the middle finger emoji? Yeah. <laughs> That's.
2: But I don't what? know. <laughs> if he was just truly trolling. <laughs> because that doesn't seem like a Hawaii it doesn't no. seem like a kawaii Unless it's like a middle finger emoji thing. with a
1: little Spurs logo above it. Well,
2: because that's the thing. Who is it to? It's the Spurs, for sure. Or is it for somebody sure. knows what finger it's for? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. And I, I'm hoping by the time you put this up tomorrow, there'll be more clarity around that quote. And yeah. it's made its way around. Because right now, I'm kind of like, what? What the hell? Yeah.
1: The middle finger. Inscri- I hope it's what it is. I hope it's to the spurs i hope it's to rc buford
2: (laughs) maybe i guess that's all it would be right it would just be to like to the spurs
1: or like the haters
2: to the but who hates oh i guess some spurs fans i feel like
1: some i feel like Kawhi. if anyone is to not care about the haters it's probably him
2: but it really yeah it really seems like i feel like someone did that to him they were like oh i just trans like i did it for you yeah he would be like okay sure Maybe. Which maybe he's like, I can't think of what to put on it.
1: Is it to Joel Embiid or to the Bucks as a whole? I don't know. See? Like, yeah. This is like
2: a... Maybe he gave us another... He gave us the gift of like a paradox. Like another thing to really Hopefully it's just not like... to the
1: city of Toronto or cold weather. I
2: don't... I mean, cold weather, sure. Yeah. But I don't it's think... A, like... it's,
1: it's a middle finger with the Weather <laughs> Network website. <laughs> Anyway, that's yeah. a true
2: mystery that uh, I want to find more.
1: I also kind of don't about, mind if we never find out. I don't either. think we will, because yeah.
2: that was the chance to ask him. Yeah. And, uh, I'm yeah. glad
1: someone asked him. Yeah. 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 That's why. <laughs> yeah. I... I, yeah, I'm happy with how it all went down. I think it's kind of a nice opportunity to move on. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it would have been nicer and sort of easier to move on, I suppose, for the Raptors and Raptors fans if they would won this game or were yeah, like more you more wanna, competitive. Yeah, like, you want to give
2: them the ceremony and then you want to take the game. That's, yeah. like, the ideal situation. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like, you know, panic is setting in because they've lost four to five games. Mm. Ooh, but it's like, I don't know, the way I've sort of thought about it is... The goalposts were in one place before the season. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, they're like a 3-5 to five seed. They're pretty good. And maybe they could surprise, and Siakam is going to have a season of discovery. That would mm. be great. And then the first 20 games were like, oh, shit, maybe they're better than we thought they were. And maybe the discovery has already happened, and it's just improving from here on what Siakam is. And mm. maybe like we undershot where the goalposts would be, so they moved to this place. And then I hope the last five games haven't moved the goalposts anywhere further than where they were before. I think they've yeah. moved them exactly to where they were at the start of the season. It's yeah. a good team. It's not a great team. If you expect them to be a great team, you probably were a little overzealous with it. I expected them to win 50 plus games, which they're still on pace to do. Yeah, a, I think They're so. 16 and 8. Like It's pretty good and their I mean, schedule is going to get easier.
2: They're a good team that has to work yeah. hard. Like yeah. They're not great that they can like, you know, breeze yeah. by they right? can't
1: rest yeah. on the laurels yeah Yeah. exactly so because
2: they don't have someone like Kawhi anymore to like come yeah. out in the fourth and like turn it on and like yeah. take the game for them yeah
1: although like Siakam has shown flashes that he can do that and totally. if he doesn't do it all season that's fine he's, wor- he's, yeah, not he's working to.
2: toward that and whether or not that exactly like that yeah. happens this year remains to be seen maybe yeah. it does but like he's also like it's like a minute's thing for him Yeah. like a usage thing for him like, everyone's, everyone's tired everyone's tired and everyone's <laughs> getting used to like playing this way yeah um so that's okay yeah. i'm like i'm with you yeah it's all right
1: the goal posts are where they were at the start of the year yeah. that's a pretty damn good place to be uh and i feel like the reminder of the title run and the ring and the shot hopefully the loss doesn't get too far in the way of people's vision because that yeah. whole reminder is like that's that's what this season is about. It's celebrating that and yeah. not worrying about what's next because what's next doesn't matter as much for this team as it does for any other team in the league and because what just like, happened yeah. is what just happened
2: and like letting yourself be a little bit excited with the unknowns yeah. and like in in the unknowns like there's gonna be losses and yeah. there's gonna be like reevaluation and there's gonna be like recalibrating and figuring out what like what this team actually is mm-hmm. because again like it's not it, it's not the same team yeah. we're celebrating that team yeah. and I think like that's where a lot of our heads are probably but like it's a totally different team, and, yeah, we should, like, not revel in the losses, but accept them. Yeah,
1: and there's nothing... wins and lessons, that's what it is. Wins <laughs> and lessons. Um, but there's also... <laughs> it's not like it's the 2017-18 team, right, where, yeah. like, you feel like there's this imposed ceiling. Like, we don't know what the ceiling is. Maybe there will be a ceiling sub-championship. That which is kind of cool. Which is also probably know. likely, yeah. and that's fine, because, yeah. like, who else would you trust than to like what this front office is to pull something out if they if they realize there's a ceiling that's imposed. Mm-hmm. And I think this season of not knowing what is sort of the ceiling. We like we knew the ceiling last year was if everything breaks right, championship. Mm-hmm. Like this was a championship team. We knew before that it was Luce or LeBron in embarrassing fashion. We don't know what the ceiling is here. And yeah. there is like like you said, sort of a charm to the unknown, because there hasn't been this in a long time. Mm-hmm. This is not the teams that preceded the title because it's a completely different group of players plus Lowry, right? It's a norm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I uh people should, re- should should relish it because yes, there this has been a downtime. They're or one in four in the last five. Teams go through this. Yeah. It's not every team, a death knell.
2: Every team is going to go through this this season
1: and everyone was, was spoiled by I the promise. title right yeah. like you win the title and it's like oh this is how every season yeah. is no it's not you're no. a you a raptors fan should know full well yeah. that's not what every season's like
2: like the bucks are gonna go through this the celtics are gonna go through this yeah. like, the bucks
1: will go through it uh in the conference final says eric bledsoe wets himself
2: <laughs> uh <laughs> it's gonna happen to everybody yeah and then like you know you just have to remember oh yeah that happened to us
1: yeah all right, I gotta catch a bus in eight minutes. Uh, I've got yeah. you far too long. But thank you so much for sticking around. This has been great, uh, Katie. Do you have I might anything s- you'd like to plug? Sleep in here, it's the entire suite.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Um, I guess I just want to say, Basketball Feelings Live went really well. It was so good at Hoop Talks last night. So still riding right the high of that. Um, and I think uh, you should subscribe to Basketball Feelings the newsletter. So you can be prepared for the next Basketball Feelings Live. It's going to be great.
1: It's going to be awesome. Uh, And whatever I write about this game. yeah, yeah. Follow Katie at Whatevs. You can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places to get your podcasts. You can still buy We the Champs as well. And I'm rushing through this finish because my bus is now in seven minutes and I have to run. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time with another (laughs) episode of Locked on Raptors.